Oh my god, his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Twenty twenty Grand's pre or uh, recap. I almost said preview show. Grand's recap show. Um, hell of a weekend of racing. It was so exciting to see best riders in the world race again. I really enjoyed watching. Um, yeah, it was really good to watch. I'm excited to talk to you about it. I am. Uh, I'm really excited for the show, T. What a weekend it was watching the Grand's. Um, little bummed I wasn't there. I'll be honest, talking about it, but man, it was so exciting to watch. We got so much. I feel like we got so many things to cover. A lot of action that happened and we want to break down for everyone. Um, really exciting weekend. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff to dive into. There are a ton of different headlines we, we can tackle. A lot of, I mean, we had a lot of people that we knew were going to be up front were. We had some people stand out. We had some, not surprises, but some, I would say, step-up performances. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Um, thanks to ProGate Europe. Winning starts the Great Gate. Felicia ripped off three good starts and won two out of the three mains. Um, and yeah, she won with a great gate. Didn't win the overall, but won two mains with a great gate. She did. She certainly had three fantastic starts. That's a big topic, a big hot topic that went oh, down yeah. the weekend, the women's final, with Felicia riding really well. Elise coming in clutch as she does. So we're going to get that. We're going to break that down. We really are going to break down that final main because uh, that was the, the deal breaker for Felicia, but also sealed the deal for Elise. So that's going to be exciting to talk about. But you know what? You really had to have a pro get Europe. If you want a great day to the grants. You really did. Um, I'm excited. We're definitely going to get into at least Felicia uh, main events. We had some keyboard warriors come on coffee chatter too. Oh, we did. We had, <laughs> man, we got to talk about our socials just blowing up. Yeah. yeah. Weekend. The social. Yeah. Is there's a bunch of stuff going on. God, I'm, let's just, let's just get right into it. Um, yeah. The track. what do you think of the track? I thought to be honest, disappointing pro section was pretty small and lame. Like, I think it's cool if top amateurs can do it, but there were, like, 15-year-olds doing it, like, easily. I think it's, it wasn't really a pro section. It was pretty lame. Yeah, I'm not going to say I was a big fan either. Um, pro section of the Grands not, not often are huge. Um, I'm okay with that normally because I find that they're sometimes – I consider them decision makers versus, um, like, a big pro section. But I also <laughs> want it to be challenging, so it makes people really question whether they should do it or not. So I didn't find that very exciting. Um, other things I didn't find exciting about the track were first straight. It, was, it seemed short. It didn't really let yeah. people open up. And yes, I will, I, do, I will say it caused a lot of um, elbow to elbow bumping over that first jump. But we didn't get to see some of the guys we would thought uh, kind of unleash some of their speed like they normally would. Yeah, once again, a little disappointed with the first straight. It's pretty short. Looked tough mm -hmm. from the outside. Not yeah. impossible, but really tough from the outside. Like you saw... We'll get into it, but like Riley House, the third main, was clearly the fastest guy in the head, and he just couldn't get across. And you could say Connor, the first main, too. It, it look, it's kind of disappointing because I know it's three mains, and that does even out. But at the same time, I'd like to see a grand strike where you can clearly hole shot from six, seven, and eight if you're, if you're the fastest guy. And I don't think you could, to be honest. No, it, I, don't, I agree. It didn't really look like it because it was so tight that even if you got out mediocre, 
on the inside and then the guy on the outside popped his round like a really good start off like you just had to be there and you were going to be on the inside of him into the turn like he had no time to get up and around you it kind of sucked yeah yeah i know i, I wasn't a fan of that um overall the layout i thought was cool like good rhythm section um i thought the length of the other straights was cool whatever happened to these creative tracks that the grands used to be why do i feel like they've they're, they're like they felt so tame i always felt like the grand used to be this track that you would like go to and it would kind of yeah. be like, okay what are they going to throw at us this year what kind of excitement are we going to have and the most exciting thing they had was like a zed roller that caused no difference or distraction or anything to the pros this one was very run-of-the-mill yeah it was nothing i mean it was fine there was nothing bad necessarily mm-hmm. i just think it was very boring very very cookie cutter indoor aba track yeah like landing in that second turn it seemed like they were just landing on flat ground wasn't a huge fan of that i was i was honestly waiting for somebody to pull manual that jump into the second turn although i think the second half of the track, there was definitely places to pass. Like you could definitely pass in the rhythm section. The last turn looked fairly open for moves as well, mm-hmm. um, as well as the second turn. So I think passing wise, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, fair. Yeah, like it, wasn't, it, it didn't look single file. Like you could, you could make a lot of moves if you wanted. There are definitely some people passing the rhythm. You could see some guys charging around the yep. outside, kind of making moves. It almost seemed like it could, they needed to be a longer last straight as we would normally say because it feels like people were driving them to the rhythm section getting to the last turn getting in a position where they could maybe make a run to the finish line but then it was a one jump and then a finish line it's like where was the opportunity for the guy to keep like progressing and make that move at the end <laughs> so the first time i turned on the feed i turned it on randomly and it was like 15 16 open like i don't know quarters or something <laughs> dude just gets teed up in the last corner sent <laughs> over the turn through the banners i'm just like well, there it is. Like, there's the first one. Like, the guy's first, it's, of course, it happens in 15, 16 year olds. And the guys, like, guys, you do know it's open and nobody cares and it means nothing. Like, seriously, chill out. Guys, it's You're open. You're basically running a warm up pass. I got a rant. It's, you know what? It's open at the fucking race of champions. Like, the, literally the most, the most mean nothing lap ever. <laughs> if you're going to claim that you're the 15, 16 open ROC champ, like, right on okay Sick life. let's 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 crash and blow someone up for a, to try and get into an open semi how much how stupid is, you know what i i have multiple rants but like i'm gonna throw in a rant now i don't think right now it's sunday it's the, the amateur grands are going on right now i'm tired of them running the novice and intermediates and the opens at the grants i 100 percent understand why they make money it brings people to the event i get it but it's like it's the grands let the best of the best go at it. If you're not in the expert class, well, you're, you're trying to get there. So, you know, wait a few years until you're in the expert class and then go to the grants. That's a good point. There's just so much money to be made there with all the classes. They're probably dropping like 60% of their money. They take out those classes, but it's like, we're just watching. We're tired. Like, it's ridiculous. Then you announce every rider's name on the gate. Are you shitting me? As an amateur, like, especially when you're up for the titles. And I, I mean, I went through it every year when I was a yeah. kid um it is such a build-up it's just insane like it is like you run your semi like the grands as an amateur the grands quarters and semis are so stressful because you do the whole series and you've worked hard the whole year and then something happens and your title's out the window if you don't make it so like and usually it's super stacked because obviously the whole country goes Mm -hmm. so it's the hardest race of the year once you get through the semis it's such a relief but then 
like you race open or cruise or whatever, and you have to wait so long. It's crazy. <laughs> I could just imagine, like, the amount of times I personally check back to see, like, okay, where are they at now? Like, can I watch the experts yet? And they're not even finished, like, the mixed opens. I can only imagine as, like, the mid-teenager experts, just, like, they might as well go back to the hotel and have a quick nap. They got three hours before you race again. It is pretty cool, though, like, because it's one of the few times as an amateur they don't just kind of rush you through, and it gets built up this huge hype. It, it actually is pretty cool, like, being in that situation, but it does take a long time. Yeah, I think, I think it's very much like they need to be doing this. Can you hear all this noise in the background? There's, like, a spaceship flying behind you. I don't know what's going on, but that's, it's besides the point. We're just going to work through it right now. Um, I think it's very much needed, necessary, and acceptable in the the women's the women's class the experts all that stuff but it's like mixed opens okay guys or the open classes novice intermediates like we don't need that you're not the show yet yeah no i do agree i think um yeah it's a it's a long day especially with the amateurs the last main runs like 11 p.m yeah I wonder although how. it does it's hard because i i know but then like especially with open two it's cool when they make it a big deal it's cool even just to be an open main at the grands too that's, uh, that's the other perspective. I get that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, it is cool to be there. It's really but cool. But like, after it's done, who's really going to remember and care who won the open class? But on the downside, it does take a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, we, had a, we had a great time on Twitter on uh, the night of the Pro Spectacular. Twitter was exploding. Holy smokes, eh? Social media was going off the night of the Grands. We were having an absolute blast. Like I said, it was a bummer that we weren't there. But you know what? I felt like we were in the mix, tweeting our fingers off, just having oh, a blast with the fans. I had online. so much. I had so much fun. We were just interacting with all the BMXers on Twitter. Our uh, good buddy in front of the show, Justin McClintock, was joining in on the fun. We had a great time. He was all over it, wasn't the, he? The coffee chat of Twitter was going off. We were tweeting. The account was tweeting. He was tweeting. People were tweeting. It was it was badass. We need to get – we're getting more people, more BMXers into the Twitter game when it comes to not being at the races and they want to follow along, have some fun, chat shit, because that was a blast. Yeah, like Twitter is the best social media platform. I was always like, – for a while, I got onto it obviously when everyone did a long time ago. I got tired of it for so long. I was like, who uses yeah, Twitter? Me too. Use it me for? too. Yeah. Yeah. And then since we started following these other podcasts and all the golf talk stuff, it's like I love watching the golf tweets during tournaments. And then we're like, we don't do this in BMX. Why don't we start doing this? And we did. And it was a blast. Yeah, it was so much fun. And actually made it more fun for us. And I think a lot of people really liked it because they were obviously interacting and it just kept building and building and building. And then it was going off. Um, yeah. So obviously when you're racing, you can't do that. But I want to try and uh, I'm going to tweet along at all the races, all the bigger ones. Um, and obviously the ones you're not at or whatever. If you're not at them, we can just do it again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think it helps in people interact. Um, and people can whatever tweet their questions, comments super easily, and we can respond and whatever. Have fun. I love, yeah, I like it. it's good. It's good casual place to just crack jokes. Nobody takes it too seriously. Yeah. You just you speak what's on your mind. It's good shit. Really good shit. Um, we also kept good up to date on Instagram, posting some. Uh, dude, I posted the Riley House whip. He threw the nastiest whip in his quarter. I think it was. Dude, that was for the chicks. He was just teasing. He was teasing. That one went. That one BMX world viral. That was nuts. Yeah, he was on it. Even that one, um, our answer S squared, your answer S squared teammate, what was his name, Major Gerke, throwing a backflip mid-race. Like, I know it was, a, I think it was his moto or the rock or something, but he threw a backflip up the line. That was sick. 
Super cool. That's the one yeah. good thing about a tabletop loss, right? Some guy, he, some guy tagged us. He's like, you guys still think the last jump is dumb? <laughs> Here's my answer. My answer is still yes. I think it's terrible. I think it's awful. But so, yes, this is still sick. This is the one benefit that's really cool up front. This is the one thing that came out of it that I'm like, that was awesome. Yeah, that we can get on board with. What a say, It's nuts because we're being 14. But that was cool. But yeah, Riley, Riley House was really good in, uh, in April. It looked like, uh, like a man among boys in that class at this point. I agree. He looked like he was, it looked like he was kind of just like, should have been in the elite class. He, he wasn't elite yet, meaning double A. And he was just having fun kind of just in the A pro class. Like, yeah, it was that's, his race. It was his weekend. It was his race. That's the way you want to end your A pro career. You want to dominate it be like, yeah, I'm ready. There's nothing left for me here. It really isn't for him. Yeah. He, he won pretty much every lap wow. except for the very last one where, you got stuck on the outside. I'm sure he was playing it safe at the same time. He already had the win in the bag, right? Yeah. Um, kudos to us for thinking he was racing double A when we did our preview show. That was classic. I don't know why I thought he was racing double <laughs> A. I don't know. I think because I just saw him race like the tangent proms with the elites and everything. I just, I don't know. I just assumed he was double A. I know exactly why. And for me, it was he was racing. The last race I remember racing at was Houston. And he raced the elite national championships. And then he went, I think, and raced A pro. But all I remember is the elite national championship part. So yeah. I was like, oh, he's double A, no doubt. Probably, still a pro. probably why subconsciously we automatically just put him in uh, <laughs> put him in the elite class. And when we know how fast the guy is too, he's a horse, right? He's just so, yeah, yeah. Who's the, who's the yes rider again, first main, who tried to pass him in the last corner and crashed? Ooh. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. I know who he is. He, he was actually a double A elite, but he went back to A pro. Cam Moore. Cam Moore, okay, yeah, yeah. Moore, yeah. I just drew a blank, but that was a really, honestly, he's young and he's fast and he'll learn, but with three mains, he can't do that. Here's my thing. I was thinking you either got to send it completely or you got to hold off. I felt like he kind of went in half, gassed it, kind of realized and tried to back off and be smart about it, but it was too late. Like, you needed to commit or not. Yeah, in three mains, it, it's not a good idea, especially the first main. You can't win the night in the first main, but you can lose it, and he lost it. Yeah. Not yeah, to say, so, yeah. not, I don't think he would have beat uh, Riley overall anyway, but he gave himself absolutely no chance with starting with a crash. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what he pulled the overall ranking, but if he would have pulled in for a second on that one, he would have had a much better shot of getting a second overall than just yeah. that eight that he did. If it's a clean so. move and you can pass him in a straightaway, do it. But with a three main system, you just take the second and move on to the next main. Sitting after sitting. I mean, honestly, after the first man, if you have two points, it's almost as good as a win anyway. It doesn't really matter. No, not really. Not you're no, right it, it, it like doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You got two other, two other mains, which so much can happen. The first main, you're just going to get your feet wet, get some good on the board, and move on to the second one without anything devastating happening. And then he was already screwed with high points. Yeah. I got to say, I thought he had more pace, and it looked like he backed off early. Because it looked like I thought he was going to pull up beside him and have a good opportunity to at least get like a good body-to-body -body in there. But by the time he got halfway through the turn, it looked like he was a bike behind. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they had to blow him up or just get second. Yeah. It, I feel like he just backed off maybe like partway down the rhythm. Didn't, it's one of those positions where it's like you don't know if you're going to get in there or not, and you kind of second-guess it. But then you're like, fuck, I'm already here. I might as well throw my wheel in. But at that point, you're just you're, you're not, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> you just caught in no man's line and screwed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought there would have been a little more action in the April. Like I knew Riley was fast. It seemed like the guys really duked it out the first round, but then after that, I, I didn't really feel like much went on. I know Riley kind of took the hut or took the race and 
Um, even the third one, he kind of was he in second the whole time or third. Dude, and he he rode, in. he rode really well the third man because that could have gotten hairy real quick because he was ahead coming from the outside, got pushed up in the first turn, got stuck and was in he was in like fifth or sixth and then ended up passing into third in the second corner. Mm -hmm. um, but he did a really he managed it really well. He managed it honestly like a true pro and professional would. In panic, he just made made sure he got through the first turn clean, got a good run, and then used his track speed and skill down the second straight. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Really well done. He's he's my guy. Yeah, he's my guy. I like it. <laughs> I like it. He is a he's a threat off the start. Um, Dude, he's good. He's really good. He seems extremely fast to it. Really powerful. His two, three, four just seemed it seemed to be clicking that whole night. I think he's got, I mean, he won a pro at the end of the year too in Sarasota and I think Phoenix were his first races, right? From what I remember. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but I think he's, he's even better now. He seems like it. He seems like his speed's a lot faster. Yeah. 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 At, at first it seemed like he was just a fast A pro, you know, doing well, but now he's mm -hmm. seemed like an elite racing A pro. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. I think we need to get him to turn his bars the other way in the air sometimes, but I mean, his speed and everything, it's all there. He's got the yeah. package. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to see him race elite. I think he can do really well. How do you think he would have done if he was racing elite? Do you think he would have been in the main? I think I'm, saw? I've, I've, on our preview show, I said in the semi battling for a spot in the main. I think that's exactly where he would have been. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can. Right yeah, I don't think you can call anyone to be in the main besides like Connor and Joris. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think he would have been in the semi battling for a spot for sure. And then, yeah, he would have had a good chance to make in the main, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree for sure, too. Yeah. Um, after those top two, we'll get into it, but after those top two guys, everyone was pretty close. Yeah. No, I agree, too. Um, Vepro was actually pretty exciting. Um, normally not a Really, class, really good. Normally, I don't give a shit, to be honest, but it was pretty good to watch. Yeah, I went into it. I was like, oh, okay, another Vepro race. I didn't realize there's going to be such a battle between TB, Mosquito, and Barry. Dude, that, the Vepro was really good to watch. That was um, so exciting. Yeah. Barry's track speed was so good. Man, how about that first so, move, that first main dude, you know, flying out of the first turn? Dude, he almost won the first main. He was way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. impressive, actually. Yeah, he, I hadn't seen him race in a long time. Um, his gates weren't very good, so he had to do a lot of catch-up. But um, his track speed was super fast. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I thought, like, TB, I thought it looked good as always. But for some reason, I thought Mosquito had a little bit of the edge off the start, it looked like. And then I felt like Barry kind of had that, that elite track speed in him still somewhere that was just like, he was just flying. And I was like, it's going to be exciting. And first moto, not exciting. After the second moto, it was like, it was pretty jumbled. But I kind of thought Mosquito had it in the bag for some reason. And then I was thinking Barry was going to mix it up, but Mosquito was going to take the win. And then out of nowhere, shouldn't have ever counted him out. TB just did what TB does at the Grands. Sealed the deal. It's kind of funny. I think they're all pretty different. Like Barry... A shitty starts, really good around the track, and really good race sense and craft. Mm -hmm. Mosquito is a really good starter with, I think, no not great race sense, and like his track speed's not great. And I think Tyler's pretty solid at everything. You don't think Mosquito's good around the track? That's where I thought his not strength great. was. I thought his strength used to be in the track. No, no, no. He was always a really good starter. But that's, are you talking about his leak days or his past vet days? Both. You think so? I always, because I always thought when he was racing Tyler, everybody, I always thought it was like, okay, let's see if Mosquito can catch up and pass Tyler this lap. Yeah, I don't say, I don't think he's slow around the track necessarily, but I don't, I think his, his strength is more of the start, where I feel like Tyler's just pretty solid in all aspects. Okay. 
No, I, yeah, I, I agree. Tyler's Tyler seems like the very well-rounded one of the uh, the three for sure. I th- I don't know what he does differently in training. I know we know Tyler's pretty pretty regimented guy, even though yeah. he has a full-time life and job and family. Um, but he is he's very well-rounded with, with what he does. Yeah, and I he he really came in clutch in the third main. To be honest, like that was that was a championship winning ride. Straight up, like, it was yeah yeah winner take off for the most part. It was pretty sick, honestly. Like he really came through. I did. I was. It's not like you when it's TB in, in a vet pro main like that. He's done it the past two years, so it's not like out of out of nowhere. But it was kind of like we were waiting for somebody to pull that, and he pulled it. He pulled the move out. Yeah. He got himself in the lead and he took it. He just, he owned it. Hell of a first turn too. He just ripped through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, that was actually, I like seeing people step up like that and take it. It's pretty sick to watch. Yeah. It's cool when it's like, it was three mains, but they were all so close. It really came down to that final one. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. I hope, they, I hope those three dudes keep racing vet and we can, it, it'll make vet way more interesting. What is the age of that, by the way? Because I totally forgot before the Grands that Barry was even going to be riding Grands, first of all, and let alone that he was going to be able to race Vet. I think it's 33 and over, isn't it? Is that what it is? 32, 33. I think mm, 30 and over? Or is it 30? I think it's like 32, 33. Because I think McClintock had to wait until he was 33 or something. I feel like Nick could race Vet right now, though, I heard. Maybe it is then. I don't know. I feel like I should know this. I don't know. Something like that. Where I don't really think we should. We're not. Yeah, to be people. honest, like I said, I don't really, I don't really care about vet normally. <laughs> <laughs> As we we're making jokes on Twitter with BB, you know, we need some drinks. We need, you need uh, jeans on, some beers for the win, and that's how it should be run. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was the best vet pro show I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't it, shouldn't have said that because like when Big C and Hava used to race, it was pretty good too. They kind of had a big three back in the day, didn't they? Wasn't it like Christian? Um, who was it? Serene, Javi, and Pole Camp? Oh, yeah, true. Pole Camp, too, yeah. Yeah, they had a big three, like kind of a three-man battle before, too. Which was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. They, I mean, those guys were all really fast and elite, too. Yeah. Um, all right, double A. This was uh, the Connor show. Yeah. This was, this yeah. was Connor's weekend. He was, he, was, he was in a class of his own. He really was. He looked fast off the start. He looked really sharp around the track. And um, he looked like he was, the, he was the guy to beat. He was the man to beat, and he was the guy who deserved to win it at the end of the day. Not flawless, but very complete. Like, his starts were really good and consistent. He was efficient on the jumps. Pull was good. Good track, good track speed. Handled the moments really well. He didn't have any kinks in his armor. He was, he was ready. Mm-hmm. No, I really was, I thought, too. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it was – if Connor was just that good or um, – but it didn't look like Joris was firing on all cylinders necessarily. I don't know. I don't know if Connor was just much better because I think he was. But it also looked like Joris didn't have didn't have everything. I kind of agree. I got Robert in the background. He's playing. He's playing. I'm just gonna <laughs> playing Jim Riley in the background. Yeah, he's playing the playing the mains going on right now. He, I don't know if he knows it wasn't live. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> all you fans can just enjoy that moment. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was, he was dominant when he needed to be dominant and he was very, um, smart in the moments that he needed to be smart. That first main, man, I thought that first turn could have got really hairy. So, oh boy, it could have like Joris got screwed and Connor like just got through it. Holy smoke. So 
Yeah. yeah. Clean pop went off in the first main. That was really cool to see him going fast. We'll get to that. But the way that uh, Jay Smooth was kind of coming around that first turn, he was going to go run into right to Connor, but McLean cut down, ended up taking Jay Smooth out. But even when Jay Smooth crashed, his bike almost went into Connor. Dude, it could have gotten really hairy. I, I, Connor barely got through that corner. I think there was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, I thought I when I saw that I was like, he's lucky to be to be taking a second place this first round because he could have very well crashed, got a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Who knows? So Connor went six one four, and then Joris, he must not have had a great pick because he got. I think he got third in the semi. Yeah, he didn't have a good semi at all. Didn't get the whole shot. It was yeah, third or third, I think. Yeah, if that. So he went eight three five, which is no, no, no. What is it? Eight. Three six, which is just the worst lane combination you can have. It's not awesome, hey. So I wonder. I was thinking that he must not have had. So he would have had like fifth, sixth pick. I wonder if there must not have been anything better. But I mean, you know, Connor's gone six one four. Like you'd at least try to be inside of him once because he was outside of him all three mains with really no chance. Then honestly, yeah, I would love to know how the picks went. Uh, I mean, McLean would have had first or second pick. He went one. He would have had something because, say he was picking six at worst, Connor goes six one four. McLean there was, had to there had to have been a lane inside Connor then at some he could have at least gone pick one two three four five. You know what I mean? Yeah. There would have been at least one combination inside of Connor for one main, and like if even if your lane choice is going to be shit, I would have at least picked inside of Connor once. Yeah, I wonder who was inside maybe already. Maybe he knew there was going to be a little pinch box action going on. Maybe Alfie was in there. Who I, I can't remember now, but you're right. That's a little weird. I wonder if uh, maybe someone hadn't picked five. And so Joris probably didn't want to be just one inside of Connor, two mains in a, or two mains out of the three, because he would have gone five, eight, three. Yeah, but, that's a good point. But that's dude, like, point. I think at that point, you just got to sack up and do it because – he virtually, I don't think he had much of a chance of beating him when he's two outside of him every time. How, how's he gonna? No, especially the way he was riding. Like, we all know George. He's a really good starter. He has a lot of pull when he gets to the flat part of the track, and there wasn't that area for him to do that. So, with him not having any room to open up and get through that gearbox, like, he was stuck being elbow to elbow with those guys, and you, you need that inside line. So yeah, and it's gonna, not... He wasn't going to do it from that outside spot. Yeah, and it's not like he was really pulling Connor or something. Like, he wasn't really. So... No. I, I mean, I don't know. I would have, yeah, at that point, I think you, I, th- I think that was a mistake. I don't know exactly thinking of the process, but I think you, like I said, I think you have to pick at least inside of them, give yourself a chance, even if you're, you feel like you might get cut off or something. I mean, what other, what's your other option? No, like in previous years, you're right. Like they've, they've had the option where they've gone separate like from each other. So they all have room to shift to get out yeah. and their race. But when you know you're not getting the, going the fastest, you know, you don't have the, perfect scenario of track to let yourself get out to that position you're only in. Why not take the shot, just go beside him and put a little pressure on him, put a little heat on him, knowing that you're next to him. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe, maybe Connor picked six, then people went one, two, three, four or something. And then only the option inside of Connor was five. That might've been what happened. So he would have gone five, eight, three. So, Mm -hmm. but he would have had, so he would have been beside Connor the first and third mains, but at least you're one inside. I like that better than being two outside with a, with more room. It's re- yeah, it's probably a good like good thinking that would very well happen because I mean Connor would have had first pick, right? Yeah. McLean would have had second pick. He went one. And um, so the other guys probably likely went two, three, four. Say here's, here's the weird thing though. Souza 
Sousa was 258. And I'm pretty sure Sousa snuck in for a third or a fourth as well in his, in his semi. So there must, have, there must have been another lane on the inside that he could have picked. Weird. I would love to know the breakdown of how this all went. The order. Well, he, there may have been 258, but I guess that's not amazing either because you're, you're last main, you have eight. But, I mean, the last, the last lap, what did he have, six? I mean, <laughs> at, at, least, at, least with, at least with 258, you got two the first round with Connor and six. He's got a good chance to hole shot and win that one. And then the second round, he's in five with Connor and one. Maybe he can tag in for a second or try and pass him. And then at least he has a chance going to the third one. But this, like I said, this one, he didn't really have a chance of beating him, in my opinion. No. No, I agree. I just didn't think he looked on this weekend. Like, he was my pick to win the race. Um, he, of course, is a, he's, a, he's a grand guy as well, just like Connor. And he just didn't look like he had that kind of speed he's had in the years previous. Yeah, so, what the – I didn't see the first motos, I guess. What the hell happened to Corbin early on? Holy smokes, did he get off to a rough start, hey? <laughs> so, I, I just oh, – I saw I saw your tweets and stuff. What the hell did he do? So, first, first round, he uh, – maybe gets out okay, blows a foot on like the third, fourth, fifth pedal, somewhere in there, drops back to like seventh, eighth, right off the bat. Um, kind of, I kind of didn't pay attention. I lost him around the entire track. I was watching the battle up front because whatever it was, was I think it was a pretty good battle or whatever. It was the first round of watching it. And then it gets to the last corner, coming out of the final corner. And um, all I see is Corbin go off the end of the turn and beside the, the double there. Or was it the double? able to double and he's off the track by himself pretty that was, much that was first first round first round so he rolls it in for an eight Sorry, what, what plate you cut off so what place was he in i don't know he what place he was in going into the last turn I, I didn't really see it and pay attention all i saw was him come out of the last turn and he goes off the track pretty much by himself and around the double and he gets last well that's a sick way to start <laughs> he did and i was like are you shitting me corbin like, that is not the way you want to start your, uh, your career Grand Slam hunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, he wasn't for the career Grand Slam. That, that was for the career Grand Slam this weekend. Um, man, yeah, he did. That, that was a bad way to start it. And so then next round, he gets a fourth, right? Yeah, he got fourth next round. I didn't think he was going to make it out of the motos after I saw that. So, yeah, I was like, I can't remember what I was doing, but I didn't see the first two rounds. I log on Twitter and I see your tweet or coffee, can't remember, or coffee chatters. And it's like, yeah. so was Corbin going to make it out of motos? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, so he did that. He got fourth. And then the third round, he looked I, it, classic someone who gets too bad first rounds. The third round, he comes out flying, smoked it, won the, won the round like he looked like Corbin form. But I didn't know the point. So I was like, the way that it was being cut, it was like being cut like from like 30 down to 16 from what Cam Larson told me. So I was like, there's a good chance he doesn't make it with 13 and a one. And I was like, I don't know where it looks. I'm literally just waiting for the semi to see if he even made it out of motos because who knows? A 13 with a one, that could be hit or miss. 13 with a one. Oh, boy. I can't remember if he was the second moto lane eight or first moto, but he must have been last two picks, the last two people to get in the semi. Yeah, and then he got – like we said, it's so tough on the outside on that track that he got put up in the turn and was screwed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's no room. Like, what is he supposed to do? He wasn't hole-shotting by a crazy amount. That first straight was just too – there wasn't any spots to gain an advantage. That's too bad. It would have been good to see him in the main. Mm-hmm. 
I would have loved to see him battling with those guys. I think he had the speed. I just never think thought he got to show it. Man, it sucked. The fir- the one lap really screwed him for the whole weekend. Pretty much, yeah. To say he gets, he doesn't do that. Say he even gets like a second. He gets a two four one. Let's say he probably has a decent pick for the semi. Gets he's in, fine. He's he's, yeah, he's fine. He's got lane three in the semi, and he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> like it's no big deal. <laughs> He's probably got a way better me- mental headspace, but no, he goes and gets an eight off the first round. He's just scrambling to make it out of motos. Can, can we just talk about Nick's move into the second corner right now in How? the semi? <laughs> okay, first of all, oh, the, move was for, the, move, the move was for fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were just talking about this, how dumb it is to pass someone for fifth in a, in a semi or quarter or whatever. It was semi. Semi? Semi, right? It was a semi, yeah. It was a semi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blows the dude up in fifth in the semi. <laughs> oh, that was classic. That was some old school foot down, foot down shit going going on right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like he posted it. I don't think he had much else anyway. It's just kind of funny. He blew someone up for fifth in a semi. It's classic because, like we all know, Nick, he's not much of a physical guy when he comes to this track. He no, not at all. He'll take a spot when he needs to, but he's not a physical guy. And then for him to like one foot down, blow two people up, it was just, it was common. <laughs> oh, it was such it was. Yeah. It, man, if that move was for fourth, it would have been really cool. Oh, that would have been sick, wouldn't it? Yeah. If it was a for fourth, that would have been dope. Yeah. Obviously, we know where Nick's coming from. When, when two guys, see like that track, like that flat coming to that second turn, it sounds like apparently it was just wide open. If you got two guys going wide and you're Nick coming in there, like you're not going to just not take that opening. No, and that, for, but it's so flat in there. Like, what is he supposed to do? He either goes in there and runs like on tippy toes and probably runs into the guys, or he puts a foot down and tries to get in front of them. And there you go. Yeah. And um, Bob just walked in front of the camera naked. It distracted me. Pretty much naked. He doesn't know it's not live. So nobody's going to see the video, but Corey got to see it. So that's all <laughs> I, just saw bit, I just saw a big hairy belly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in Lycra. <laughs> like Borat (laughs) (laughs) um I can't remember what I was gonna say um oh that uh that semi was stacked though like actually I think I once once again I wasn't watching and then I just turned the feet on and they were in the gate and for a second I thought it might have been the main it was insane yeah I was not expecting all those heavy hitters to be in that one semi and I was like Jesus Christ like Way to just throw him to the wolves, basically. Yeah, that was pretty stacked. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, to Shibby almost getting on the box, though. Man, wasn't he riding well, hey? Yeah, really well, actually. He was really impressive, I thought. He looked really consistent off the starts. I mean, he, we all know he's a good bike rider already, but his start speed looked good. He looked really smooth and consistent around the track. You notice he's got an interesting turn style. He's got a little bit of an old-school turn style to him. You ever see him? He kind of hangs out. I haven't out noticed. Side. He kind of hangs off the side of the bike like uh, Negrolima does, like Torres. He kind of oh, like, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that style. Of turning. <laughs> he does a little like side hack driving in the turns. But he, oh, I think that's. That. I think that style looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like it's so old school. That I don't know why. I just consider that so old school. It is super old school. Yeah. Who cares? It works for him, and he rode great. Yeah, he did. He was like you said. He had a potential to be on the podium. His first double A double uh, A grand, which is huge. He was in the main, which is to be honest, just being in the main for him, meaning like first double A grand experience. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think it's pretty heartbreaking. That I don't, I didn't notice what happened to him in the last corner because I think I was probably watching Connor or whatever mm-hmm. up front. But I guess he was in third or something. Got passed. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad from there. So I don't really remember how the points were, but he was in third coming down the rhythm section. Um, pretty clean third two. But then he started moving wide going to the last turn and Joris had the opening. Joris just went right in there. You could see Shibby last second. He kind of realized it. And over the last jump, he tried to jump to the inside. Almost hard, caused some carnage kind of because he jumped across so much. But Joris got to the inside. They both went up the turn. So Joris slid in for the fourth. But because Shibby and Joris went up so high, I think it was like McLean or somebody else came around and passed um, past Shibby at the line as well. So Shibby went from third, basically, back to like sixth. Yeah, I mean, being in the main is awesome. and Anything else would have been gravy, I think. But it's kind of, that's pretty heartbreaking to be that close to a podium. But mm-hmm. he'll learn from it and know you obviously have to kind of leave the door open like that. And um, he'll be on a podium pretty soon, yeah. probably. Yeah, one simple kind of a, like a blip, like one simple error in the, in the weekend. I mean, I think you can overlook that, consider that self a very successful weekend, like in the main, being that competitive like he was, running at the front. Like, that's huge. Well, he probably lost three, probably lost $4,000 in that last turn. Oh, I wonder how much he actually did. We got to talk yeah. about the payout for a second. So somebody was hitting us up, and I wasn't sure how to respond or answer him with the correct knowledge. So for the win... They were saying all weekend how it was the highest double-A payout ever. Um, for like the, I don't know if they were saying for the title or for the race. But for the race, like for the win, the check they were holding, let's say Connor, it was eight grand. But on the check, it said number one double-A pro. Okay, so that said eight grand. But normally, the overall title is like 10 grand or like 15 grand. So what are they saying that this was the highest payout ever? That doesn't seem right at all. So did they get, was there two pails? Was there one for the race and the overall, or was it just one? I don't know, and that's where I'm getting confused. Because if this check says number one AA pro, the person in second place says number two AA pro, and the number, person in third says number three AA pro, my assumption was that was the overall check payout, which normally would say 10,007. Hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, and the person asked me, they were like, are this person on social media? Uh, they were like, is, is that the overall payout or is that just the race payout? And I was like, I don't, I'm not sure because you're right. Normally there's a, a payout for the grands, which is the race payout, and then your overall championship. But because this was all in one, I have no idea. Hmm. I didn't even think of that. And I could see Cause if usually, cause, that it's cause, – Go on. Yeah, because I was going to say because usually they have the race payout plus then the overall. Yeah. But this is all in one this weekend, right? Like the race and the overall was all in one battle. So it's like. Yeah, and it's usually 10 grand, I think, for the title, I think. Yeah. So if they were claiming it was the highest amount being paid out in the pro class or something, like where, where are these funds that are making up for that couple grand of where it used to be 10 and now it's eight on the check? Like what? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That makes no sense. I was very confused about that. I, I tried to look it up quickly. I was busy watching the race, though, so I kind of let it let it go. But I was very confused about that. Yeah. So you'd think you'd think they'd get a race and an overall, but probably because this is a one shot deal, they probably didn't. Yeah. Something hmm. like that weird, hey? Yeah, that is weird. Would love to know the breakdown, but it is what it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. You know who was a bit quiet, who I thought might stand out a bit more, was Alfredo. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, bad, of course. Enough. He was good. 
and I mean, he got third, which was awesome. But mm -hmm. I, I was, I was kind of thinking that he might be able to whole shot a main or something, you know? Yeah, he did it quietly. It was like, I feel like he got that third very quietly. Like I thought his third place would have been a ride, like kind of like McLean had where yeah. he rode really well all week. And we got to say he was whole shotting races and then he whole shot that first main. I thought that's what Alfredo would have done. I thought Alfredo would have whole shot at a race and then been yeah. out like for the battle, but then that wasn't the case. Yeah. To be honest, I thought Alfredo would be the guy that whole shotting and like right up there with Connor and Joris battling for the whole shot, but he kind of quietly got a third. So good for him. Mm -hmm. um but yeah i kind of thought he might might be up at the front trying to hold like capable of whole shotting those guys i'll be honest i not maybe on the same level but i kind of thought the same about Souza this weekend um i thought jason smooth was up there looking great we'll get to him but like i thought Souza was kind of kind of riding that two three four range during the weekend and i kind of went under my radar a little bit yeah um not that he's been known for being a whole shotter like Alfredo by any means. Like Alfredo, I think, is yeah, known yeah. for being a, a faster starter, but still felt the same a little bit. Jay Smooth and Souza were both really solid. You could tell they've been trained together. They've been racing. Yeah. They, they were like, they looked mid-season form. They were looking frisky. They, they were looking <laughs> frisky. They were looking spicy. Out there. They were looking really good. They looked like they hadn't skipped a beat. They looked very race ready. Like very good, good job to their crew because they looked awesome. I think it just shows like those Florida guys that have been constantly racing, like it, it shows that they've been doing that because you look at those two, McLean is part of that group. Um, oh, Freddie Villegas, he's part of that group. He was in the final, like they look like they were in race form, race shape, and they were just business as usual. And I feel like some people, um, take the Colombians, for example, I thought like, like Carlos, um, I mean, Vinny looked really hot, but, uh, Arboleda, they didn't look like they were in that race form that they're usually in. Yeah, but it's hard to this late in the year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colombians are kind of training for next year already and kind of doing some of their offseason preps. They're not quite as sharp or as race ready. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case and they just decided to come to the Grands for fun, basically. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's hard because some guys, like I think other countries often do that, so that may be the case. Um, but yeah, Jay Smooth looked really good, really fast, good starter, had a great semi. I think got second behind Connor in the semi. Mm -hmm. um yeah he, he was he was really solid he was driving it in on those turns i tell you good first, starter yeah, he yeah looked, like you said time. too he looked race ready like in the corners he was he he was good really good and i think he got a little bit unlucky with that first turn with mclean kind of cutting down on him um mclean kind of got out of the turn quick got on the gas and i think jeremy was kind of hoping he probably went a little wider because if he did like if he had that little extra room jeremy would have come out of the, the first turn probably second maybe kind of third place range and he would have been in the mix most underrated under talked about pro that's that good i guess i tweet about that i i would have to agree yeah i I'll, think he's had yeah. such a steady increase that's why he goes under the radar we've very. talked about him on the show i gotta say we've definitely mentioned his name and we brought him up because we've noticed that it's very steady he's gone like up consistently whereas some people like shoot up to a great result and come back down shoot up again he's been consistent across the board He's just steadily chipped away, improved, doing his business, and now he's a solid top five guy in the U.S. on the circuit. What more can you ask out of a person? No, he's solid. How, how old is he? Your age, maybe? He's, he's my age. Yeah, he's 25, 26. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Say, so, hey, he's, um, got, he's got some good years ahead. Yeah, so that was, that was cool to see. And I think, I think a lot of people said it, a well-deserved pro of the year. Um, I got to say. Pro of the year, yeah, for sure. 
got to say some of the people that were up for pro of the year kind of confused me. Just going to say that. <laughs> who was it? I, I remember I watching remember. it. I can't remember who it was. There were some other, there were some girls and some guys that were up for it that I was just confused about. I'm not going to go into detail. It doesn't matter. It just seemed weird. So it was good to see him come out with the, uh, the pro of the year trophy because I thought he was the most deserving out of all of them. Yeah, I can't remember who, but in general, these awards, I think they can be a bit of a popularity contest sometimes. Like if people are up for it and they get a big rally behind them and they get a lot of votes, they can be up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember who was up for it. But yeah, it's cool that Jason Smith got it. That's, that's a really, really cool award. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it just shows like he's, he's very respected, like obviously for his racing, but he's also, we talk about being good, a good rounded athlete is someone who's on social media these days and he does his YouTube videos. Um, that kind of thing and that's a good aspect to have as a rider yeah i think so too um any other rides we we got a comment on in the men that stood out i can't think of anything anymore trying to think other than mclean like we talked we've already mentioned a few times mclean looked really good he he was whole shot in motos whole shot of the semi he looked so good that first main holy shit he was so fast yeah so he told shot of the semi i was like holy shit like he's going quick i was like if he does this in the first main like man, he could, he could get on a roll here. And he did. And I was like, holy shit, like put him in the mix. Um, but then I don't know what happened. The second moto, he got cut off right off the start. And then the third moto stuck on the outside, like we've been talking about with the track. Just couldn't get it going after. He has balls out nasty speed. It's crazy how, like, we thought, what did you call him the, the last show? You called him the bullet or something? The charging rhino. The charging rhino. <laughs> <laughs> it fits so perfectly but that's exactly what he was off the start he was hauling dude, ass dude he looks like a uh a caged animal that just got loose pretty much yeah like, like low key, like that's, that's he's gone it, like he's just absolutely sprinting his balls off out there <laughs> you love to see it you love to see that like he, he yeah like he honestly looks like you know what you know when those race dogs with the greyhounds are in the huts and they let the little rabbit go and they just they just take off that's what he looks like around the track straight up yeah and he is just hauling ass i don't even think he looked up off the first three pedals i think his head's down the whole time he just sprints he's yeah he's got the, like the torpedo style too where he's super low on his bike and just full charged we have we ever talked about have you ever heard or his um his his janky tire setup i'll call it I thought you were going to hear him talk and say, it's a janky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is, we're the janky podcast. No, well, what's, runs, what's his setup? He runs like a, um, let's say a 7.5 tire in the back, 7.585 normal big tire in the back. And then he runs a, a mini tire in the front. He runs like a 6.0 in the front. Seriously? It's like a drag. I, I think he. I love it. Just an, ab, just an absolute <laughs> dragon stir. I love it. <laughs> I don't I, I love it. Like somebody told me about it and I was like, no way, I gotta see this for myself. And I saw it on his bike at a race and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, it was like he did it somewhere for some reason. He like he I think he thought it was faster. He has a reason for it and he just sticks to it. And I'm like, to each his own, but that's fucked up. He's just a human Formula One car. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is just boy. a human he is just a human version of Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes. Just an arrow, just, you know, arrow dynamic bullet. Just got seven gears to smash through the gearbox. (laughs) That's insane. Side note, okay, this is off topic. Did you see the race today? Uh, I haven't, no, I've been pretty busy today, so I haven't turned it on at all. Okay, holy smokes, it was a scary crash. Oh, really? You'll see it 
completely fine. Driver's completely fine, thankfully. Holy shit, though, it was pretty gnarly. Who crashed where? Uh, Grosjean, like first, second lap. Something like oh, that. F1, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. I, I didn't see it, but I, I saw him in the hospital, like, super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, something went wrong with the car, I think. I don't know. It took a hard right turn going down a straightaway, basically. Oh, into my a God. barrier that was kind of angled. Car got split in half at impact, blew up into flames. Thank God, like, he was, like, wedged under the barrier, basically, in the front part of the car. Halo was basically protecting him. He was able to climb out and be okay, but the thing blew up into flames. After he was out of the car? No, 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 no. As soon as it impacted into the wall, it blew up in flames. It was burning, and he climbed out mid-flame. Like, it was scary as shit. That's like what happened to Nicky Lauda. Yeah, there were some serious... And so he climbed out of the flaming car? Straight up, he climbed up out of the car. Oh up, my god! Get off the barrier while the medics would kind of help him, and they're spraying the the um, fire extinguishers at him. It was nuts. Cars was he on pieces? Was he on fire? Thankfully, no, he was not. I think he, that's where he burned his hands though, because he was like in the flame. Thank God for their safety equipment and measures. Holy fuck! Can you imagine? Holy shit! That sport is so gnarly. Completely out of nowhere, dude. It was basically like they were coming down towards like a, a straight straightaway. And something fucked up, and boom, into the wall. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my god. I gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah, definitely do. Um, elite women. This, this was also. Back to elite women. This was a hell of a battle. It's a huge. We got a hot topic to talk about. What a race it was for the elite women. They held it down for the show. I think. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. So, want to jump to the third main? Well, let's, let's break it down first. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to get to that. We got some like, action to talk about. Let's break it down. Um, the two front runners all day, Elise and Felicia, they were looking hot. They were looking great off the start. They were really looking like they were in championship form as we expected. Did you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's a, probably the best I've ever seen Felicia, besides when she first came into Elite and almost won Abbotsford. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Looked really complete, looked really focused, like rode very mistake-free, consistent starts, looked very well, just really complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was the fastest woman there this weekend. Um, I think she, she was fa- straight up faster than Elise, I think, as well. Um, yeah, she looked really good. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I feel like I didn't see that speed out of Elise that we're used to seeing. But what we did see was Elise come to play when she needed to play. Like, I felt like Elise still made sure that she was getting everything out of herself, it looked like to me, when she needed to. But I thought Felicia was just on it. Like, her starts looked very smooth. Um, And by that, I mean, like, really quick. Like, she was consistent. She was always getting out quick. And, like, I think she, to the first turn, she was first there every main, was she not? Even that final I thought she was first to the turn. Yeah, I think uh, you could tell she could accelerate so easily. Like, one of those races where you're just accelerating like like you're on a cloud, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least that's the sign of a champion is like when you're maybe up against someone that's a bit better or you're not having, you don't have your best stuff, but you just find a way. And she just found a way. Yeah. Talk about though, like, like it was just a close-knit battle. So Felicia taking the first two mains, at least being right there both times, being in the mix and then coming down to that final one, like, it, we talk about the, the first straight being short and not allowing people to get a whole shot from the outside. Like, I think that came into play with Felicia there because she got out great, but there was no room to get around the outside of Elise. Like, Elise wasn't slow enough 
that you could just walk around the outside of her. She, at least was there. She was she was making moves. So once again, Elite Felicia, what lanes did she picked? One four seven, didn't she? Um, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, yeah. Was it one four seven? It must have been right. It's something like that. I think so. You're right. Yeah. And what was it at least in the last one? She did one. Six. Good question. Why we should know this? Good question. One sec, I'll, I'll pull it up on Coffee Chatter. But yeah, my I was just thinking, who I didn't see the. I saw Mariana win her semi. Did Felicia or Elise win the semi? Um, shoot, now see now we're just drawing blanks all around here. We're not even getting to the exciting part. We're drawing blanks here. I think Elise had won the last round, and Felicia had something around the outside. Mm -hmm. um, I would have liked to know like the lane choice picks they would have had. I wonder who would have had first between the two of them. Yeah. I can't I didn't see the semi so I don't know who won it but anyway um so obviously now third main Elise has to win Felicia has to get third to be honest I think what Elise did was completely fine is for a championship you know going in even if you win and Felicia gets second which if you win Felicia's likely you're not going to win the title so of course when you go into the first corner you're going to stuff them it wasn't and it wasn't even it was literally nothing Elise went on the inside and rode her up to the top of the turn bumped her and then sprinted out of the corner. I don't know if it's more so, well, at least did win it for sure. And I think Felicia lost it as well because Felicia was ahead into the first corner. All she needs to be a lot more aggressive and really, really win the title, to be honest. Like she really needs to cut across and close at least all the way, like push her off the track if you have to, honestly, like you're ahead, you need to be aggressive and hammer over to the inside. And she left the door open and at least took advantage of it. Um, yeah, honestly, I would have done the same thing if I was Elise. I think everyone would have. There's 20, 30 grand in a title on the line. Like, why wouldn't you? 100% agree. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, it was it was Elise's to take, and I think it was Felicia to lose. I think Felicia had everything on the line. She'd won the first two mains. It was hers to lose. And unfortunately, Elise was really smart about what she did in that turn. She knew that she needed to create separation between her and Felicia. And the only way to create separation is get in her grill, stir things up and hope that somebody gets in between at least very well if she like she could have ridden her right off the track but she didn't no she didn't she just yeah she just rode her to the top yeah exactly once you're in the lead you have every right to take whatever line around the track that you very well please if you're in the lead like that and she did and you could tell felicia to me going to the turn it looked like she wanted to be aggressive and she she played the corner like she was going to stay really close to elise and then fall her out of the turn i don't think she expected elise to go as high in the turn as she did and that's where it kind of it got stop Felicia, unfortunately, because that's where they, they came together a little bit. They bumped. She blew a clip, I think, by the looks of it. Yeah. And that created that little bit of separation that Elise needed for somebody else, as Mariana did, to then catch up and get in between the two and, and basically hand Elise the title. Yeah, honestly, Felicia didn't fight for it enough. She didn't ride aggressive enough. Um, yeah. she, was, she was great. I don't think she rode aggressive enough because you have, you have to cut a lead person off all the way to the chalk and you have to be ready for the person. Like, you think the person on the inside is just going to chill and give you the title? Like, that's not going to happen. No, but I, I wouldn't consider it like that. I think, like, I think Elise made a hell of a turn. You're right. Maybe Felicia could have turned over, but I thought Elise's move was actually more impressive where I thought, I think Felicia was too aggressive after that turn because I thought as soon as you see Elise coming into you, you got to play a little bit of defense. That was my thinking. You got to be aware that you can't be bumping with Elise. You just got to be able to stay close to her. But I think she was still in that aggressive mode. That was my opinion. I think she didn't ride aggressive enough. I think you, you can't ride defensive in that situation. I think you have to cut them off all the way to the chalk and then just get your elbow and carve as hard as you can. And if Elise tries to come up, you just try and carve around. I don't think you can let off because that's what happens in that situation. 
but her the reason why she came together wasn't because she didn't let off or wasn't because she let off it's because she didn't let off it's because i think she didn't close the door enough in the first corner she let elise have a line into the corner where you literally just have to smash all the way to the chalk i don't think she was uh, okay i mean i guess you could say maybe she could have but i didn't think she was ahead enough to have that feeling of i'm gonna cut her off in the turn i think you gotta force it i think you gotta force it my thing was you're that close to Elise coming into the turn. Like I think you just follow her back end and you stay in that second place for the life of you. That was my thing. Like she tried. As as I think she. I think she started, tried that. It didn't work. I don't. I think she did too much. I think coming into the turn, she stays think- <laughs> aggressive. You can watch the race. Like you're right. She should have come over earlier. I think you're right there because she had a little more of a lead than I thought. But as soon as she gets halfway in the turn, she's still carving it, like she's trying to like hold Elise off. But Elise has already got the lead. If you're trying to hold somebody up, you got to have your elbow in front. But if you can see the person on your inside, they have the lead. Why are you trying to throw an elbow in there? Why don't you just be ready to stay on their back wheel? And instead, because she was trying to get in there with Elise, it looked like that Elise just gave her that bump and she got lost her balance, blew a clip, and that was it. I think halfway through the corner, she let off. And that's what Elise came through underneath and pushed okay, her up. You need to watch the race again. I think she was very passive. Yeah, I'll go watch her right her, now. Go, go watch her right now. You tell me that halfway right, through the corner, you think she let off. I think she did the opposite. So they're going to the first corner. Felicia lets her in. Watch the race. Yeah, I, There's no yeah. way she let up. She was trying to follow Elise tight, and she was too close. No, she, yeah, she did let up. What are you talking about? Look I halfway through the corner. Up. She never got out of her, heard of her aggressive position. I don't call that letting, yeah, she, letting up. She was clearly letting at least she wasn't trying to carve around her because no, she wasn't she was even leaning on her. No. Dude, look how passive she was in the second half of the corner. Yeah. She let that, her up completely. That's not being passive to me. That's staying yes, in the Yes, it is. Position. That's not being you passive. Say, it doesn't matter the same, the state in the position. Look, she's, she's literally letting Elise come in and then Elise come in. If you're halfway through passive, the corner. To me, to me, being passive, you let back and you, want, you follow that back tire. You don't let somebody ride into you if you're being passive. That's what she was like halfway through the corner. She had already conceded the corner and was letting Elise come in. She wasn't challenging her for it at all. Well, then why didn't she pull up higher? She had more room to go higher in the turn. She didn't. I don't know why I she, she, she actually been. was. She, she had room to go up higher in the turn and she didn't take that room. And that's when Elise bumped into her. Nah, I'm watching it now. I'm watching it now. She's she literally letting up. She could have, but she's still letting Elise come in. Exactly. Once Elise is coming in, go high in the turn. It wouldn't have mattered. Then Elise would have just kept going out anyway. No, she wouldn't because Elise would have been in front by that point. It's physics. You watch it. Like if someone's coming in. It's it's physics. physics. (laughs) She wasn't going to be side by side around the entire turn. Elise went lower and she was coming around faster. If you go higher in the turn, you're going to lose ground on the person. The person's going to go in front and you follow their back higher. That's what I think Felicia was trying to do, if you look. She was letting off halfway through I don't think she did enough then, because clearly if she got bumped by Elise's back tire or leg or whatever it was, you weren't letting off enough. But to be honest, I don't think it would have mattered anyway. If she did what she did, she would have been screwed. And if she tried letting off and going up higher, I think Elise would have just kept going anyway, and Felicia would have got passed anyway. That's that's bullshit. No way. There's no way that if she pulls off, that Elise can still run into her, because Elise would have been too far ahead. It wouldn't have mattered. She would have, Felicia would have got passed anyway if she went way up the corner. What do you mean passed anyway? Her, those two were way ahead when they were battling. Watch the race. Those two were in, coming out of the turn. I, ju- I just watched it 20 were, times. Exactly. So you see that behind the action of those two, Verhagen or somebody was trying to hit Mariana. So there was a gap between those two bumping and then the front two bumping. So if she pulled off, she would have been able to pedal out of the turn and to keep her speed, and Mariana wouldn't have been able to pass her like she did. But because they bumped and she lost her pedals, Mariana. Dude, I don't, I don't think there was. I don't think going up higher would have been the answer whatsoever. Why not? 
why not? All you have to do is you go a little bit higher. I'm not saying drastic. I'm saying you go a little bit higher so that you're safe and you don't get bumped like he did. I think the big mistake, the big mistake was was letting Elise in on the inside of the corner. She should have leaned on her and carved around her. I think that's what you have to do. I think that's a dangerous maneuver if you have two wins and the other. Well, clearly the other thing didn't work. So it's either it's either you lean in, you lean in, and you carve, and you play aggressive like you want the title, or you let her in and lose the title. And look what happened. I think that's a lie. I think no, she she should. It's a lie. How is it a lie? It's an opinion. Well, I said lie, but I mix my words up all the time when we're getting into heated situations like we are now. It happens all the time. I do it all the time. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Your opinion? It's a nice opinion. It's wrong. She did try and let up. Here's the video. It didn't I'm work. I'm watching the fucking around. video, Tori. I'm watching the fucking video. She did uh, not. She did not uh, stop enough. You take a second. If you've got two wins, you take a second. She was trying to take a second. At that point, she wasn't trying to cover around. She was trying to take a second. At least, at least, run her up. You're so stupid and stubborn. I'm not. Watch the video. She needed. You gotta ride aggressive. You got outside in the main. You know Elise is not gonna stop. You gotta lean in and carve, and that's how you're gonna win. And if you don't, take this to a fucking vote. Take this to a fucking vote with the people. If you've got two wins going to the main, you gotta ride aggressive. You gotta ride aggressive. You have to ride aggressive. You gotta be smart. A championship is a smart ride. A champion rider makes smart decisions. Elise made a championship move in that turn by knowing she needed to get in there, create separation between them. She did exactly that. Felicia's championship mistake in my opinion you can tell me i'm wrong but this is my opinion we, we can call each other liars but it's opinion i think her <laughs> call each other liars okay was, first of all neither of us is a liar it's just a difference of opinion yes exactly so we're, we're just messing around with that but anyways i think felicia's championship where she won it where she lost it but where she should have won the championship was being smart in the turn and making a move where she could was a cautious of elise enough to have room to slide in that second place spot and stick on her ass. But she didn't, and Elise took advantage of that by getting close, and that caused the bump, and that caused the separation. That's my opinion. My opinion is you can't win a title with cautious. you got to carve her. Coming from the outside, you know Elise is going to be aggressive on the inside. You have the ability. You need to carve around. You let off. It doesn't work, and she lost the title. Big mistake. Do you think, do you think being smart is cautious? Being a smart No, racer? I don't. No, of course not. Um, so do you think but I think is, is I think being smart in that situation. Th- do you think that's being cautious? Yeah, I think it wasn't smart, and it was too cautious. In this in this specific instance, I don't think it was smart to do what she did. I think you need to pull, be aggressive. Um, yeah, I think what her move. I, I don't think it was a good idea. I think she we're wrote gonna, too passive. We're going to put this to a fucking vote. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, James. <laughs> we're putting it to a vote. Whose opinion? Who, who's, who's on whose opinion here? All right. Uh, okay, James, if you really want. But yeah, hell of a race. It was cool to see. Race. I think it was really cool to see Elise challenged because in years past, you haven't seen her challenged that much. You're right. Yeah. I think so that was really cool. Movements. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, it was the ride of a champion. Like she did what she had to do. People saying it was dirty. It's not dirty at all. She literally rode on the inside and put Felicia up. Any of us would have done it for the title. If you don't, you're an idiot because you just wouldn't have won the title then. I fucking hate people that are saying that. It's, I know. It's, it's this ridiculous. This is BMX racing. We're a contact sport. We're not playing checkers. We're not ballerinas yeah. out there. We're, we're a contact sport. We can take our line. We can bump into people. Elise could have put her over the turn if she wanted to, but she didn't. She was pretty damn respectful in the part that she's like, I need to get close and hope that something happens, and it did. She didn't yeah. put her over a turn. She didn't fucking take her out. She caused 
chaos and cause separation. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing there. Like, there was no bad move. There was, like, hardly any contact. No, no. Um, we were having a debate on our Instagram page on the video with uh, Crucial Reality, and he was kind of, he was one that was kind of thought the move was a little bit suspect. We kind of chatted about it on there, threw our opinions around. Um, but he also made, had a good question. He's like, when is making the move that at least they considered to be too far? Because um, he was kind of on the side that it was not, not the greatest a move where, and that's why he's like, is there, is there a time when that move is too far? My idea is that moves, the only time that move is maybe too far is like a first moto when you're transferring four and there's like six people. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how she would have gone. Like, I think if, um, like you said, I think if Felicia gave her more room, I think Elise would have just brought her up to the top of the turn. I don't know. I wonder how far Elise would have gone. Well, now at we're that, at that, at that point, at that point, I think Felicia's kind of screwed if she, if she, if she goes higher, because I think Elise just goes higher. You got you to gotta know, though, that when both of them are going up the turn, it's not like they're, because they're going around the turn, you're not elbow to elbow the entire turn. Elise had more momentum. She was going by her, I, th I thought. So if you give more room, that's only going to allow more time for the person to travel further in front and you to have space to be in that back tire instead of being in your hip area. She wasn't on the back tire, though. They were beside each other. So I think if Alicia goes up higher, I think Alicia just goes up higher and stuffs her in at the top of the turn. My, my example of this is watch when Sylvan rides. When Sylvan's on the outside of somebody and somebody comes under him, he gives that margin that's ever so slim that he can get right on their back tire. Of course you can, but it's, it's different when it's for the title. I think normally that would be a smart thing, but when it's for a title, it's not going to work because I don't think the person's going to stop. I don't think Elise's intentions were to take her over the current. Elise's intentions were to take that high line that she did, and the fact that Elise or Felicia stayed in that high line was where it caused the bump. We're, we're circling yeah. around. <laughs> no, but I, right? I, I think if she goes up, I think Elise just goes up. I think you're wrong, so agree to disagree. Yeah, great race by the two of them, though. Exciting. I think Felicia will have a lot more chances at a title in the near future because she's still young. She's like, is she your age? No, she's younger than you, even. Yeah, she's like a year or two years younger than me. I think she's like 23, 24, 20, 24, probably. Yeah, so I think, yeah, she's got a good future. And, um, I mean, looking ahead, it's cool that the Olympics are next year with her coming into such good form, too. Yeah, good for her to see. Um, we have with Elise winning the title, Sam made a really cool post that I think that was Elise's like, was it, how many titles did Elise win? There's some insane number. Like 10 probably. It's freaking insane. I couldn't, I can't even fathom how many titles she's won as a pro. That's insane to be honest with you. Um, yeah. but she made history. She made history as the first ever woman in BMX to win the grand slam. Where's the applause, the applause button, baby? I know, it's the applause button. She's the first one, eh? In the yeah. same year? I believe, I believe that she's the same one. I can't, I don't know if somebody else has, but I'm just going with it. Who won the world championships in 2000? I think, what year did Mariana win the Grands? Like 13, maybe? She won the Grands in 20, sure, 13, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who won the world in, in New Zealand in women's? Um, Carol, no, Caroline? Caroline. Oh, to Caroline, yeah, okay. Yeah. So first ever, first ever Grand Slam of BMX in women's. That's huge. This is massive. There's only two people in history to have won the Grand Slam, and they're in the same household. Jesus Christ. That's unfucking real. Unreal. Unreal. 
Grand Slam. And also, Connor's two thirds of the way there now, except he's, he's screwed because the Worlds are after the World Cups next year. Yeah. Graf <laughs> made sure to inform me of this um, a while back. So what happens yeah. if he wins the Worlds next year? We just can't count it. I don't know what we do. <laughs> I don't know what we do here. I feel like because... <sighs> Does that count? Because he wins the next World Championships. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we do. I don't know, pal. Do we put an asterisk next to it? It is the next because World Championship. Because it's the next World... Even though it's after the next World Cup, it is the next World Championship. So I think you almost have to give it to him if he wins the Worlds. Oh, man. I'm sure he really cares about our, our dumb little conversation right now. He fucking should care. He's going to be the sec- He could be the second person in history to win the Grand Slam, okay? It's a huge deal. There's no trophy <laughs> yet. There's going to be internal recognition throughout the sport of BMX that the Grand Slam is one of the greatest achievements in the history of BMX racing. Oh, 100% it is. Yes. Think about how bad you have to be to do that. You got to be a bad motherfucker. Seriously, to win, the, to win the Grand Slam? You have to be so good in all aspects to win a series on normal tracks from February to November, a World Cup series, plus a World Championships? It's insane. Yeah. It's that's, insane. You have to train for ABA and Supercross and be good at everything every month of the year for the whole year? Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. What it's too bad. Doing? It'd be cool to see, like, It'd be cool to see come over and do the U.S. circuit against Elise. Sorry, who'd you say it cut out there a bit? I heard you say someone in Europe. I said it'd be cool to see like Laura or some other Europeans come over and do the U.S. circuit um, yeah. and go against Elise. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you. You're right. That'd be cool. Um, it seems like she's going to have a battle on her hands with Felicia looking as good as she did. Someone who didn't talk about it all is Mariana, but, I, but it was cool to see her back racing USA BMX thing. It's been a while since she has. Agreed, yeah. She looked, it was good to see her racing there. You didn't expect it, but uh, she was ripping around the track. It didn't seem like she had the speed off the start as those front two, but she was ripping. No, I think I would bet she's getting ready for next year. Yeah, no, I agree with you too. I, think I, I would think. Looked like, Carlos looked like he was pushing a big gear on the weekend, so he's probably getting ready for Did he? Re- he, he randomly does, I think. So weird. So weird. Uh, by side note, when we were watching the girls' races, I realized that person that put it. Delaney Vaughn, I think, was the girl that was – she was riding really fast, and she was actually battling with Mariana that first turn in the last one. Um, young, young girl, young up-and-comer for the U.S. She looks like she'll have – she'll be really good. She has, there's potential there in the future. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Um. um can we I got anything else, Grands? Can I finish with a Grand rant? Not really a rant yes. because I don't really want to get too into it, but the pro rollouts. Um, I think we're rolling out the riders backwards in my opinion. 100% it was the wrong way. You start with the eighth seed and you'll work to the first seed. Exactly. You hype up that last person at the very end and you put the spotlight on them at the end, not the other way around. <laughs> you know where they also really did it wrong was Canadian champs. They used to do national champion and then second and third. So it's like, yeah, national champ, second and third. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, you fucking idiots. You go the other way. You go up to the podium. You want to hype up the last, the person. I don't know. Won. I don't know why USA BMX did that because we always used to do pro rollouts. 
and they always used to do eighth and then they'd end with like Sam, who was a defending champ or something. They'd always end yeah. with the top guy. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why they started doing it that and, way, but we need to, we, we need to lock the shit out. And I don't know why, but when they cut the pay, USABX, when they cut the pro pay in 2017, they stopped doing pro rollouts too randomly. They just stopped doing them, which was, which is dumb because they should like every national, they should do it. It was sick. It was good exposure. It hyped it up. It was cool. It made it really special. Think there's any chance that uh, the pros would stop wanting to do it because they're getting less money? Why would you want to stop doing it though? Like I, I always yeah, want to do know. it. I think it's the coolest thing. Like you gotta, you gotta highlight those riders that are in the show. That's the whole point of this pro spectacular. Like it highlights those riders. You got to do that all the time. Yeah, and it's like all the people are watching. They're crowded around. Your name gets called out, and for for that moment, everyone's cheering for you and rolling down the first straight. Like the pro roll, it was always really special, and it made making the main and being in the main really cool. 100% agree, yeah. It's one of the coolest so, things ever, yeah. I think they need to bring the pro roll-up back, not on a super cross hill, of course, but um, um, yeah. on, a, on the flat hills. I, like, you 100% need the pro roll-up. That's something USA BMX has always done, and it's always been really cool, and I think it's good for the pros in the sport, and I think they need to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right, because it, it's a huge part of bringing that hype for the pros that make them in and creating that show. We've talked about they should try to be doing, like, kind of a – not the pro spectacular, but they should be trying to hype these pros up more at all the pro races. And that's one of the things like that's bringing hype to the riders that make the main is that pro rollout. So they probably wanted to get rid of it because it's more time, but who cares? It's not that much more time and it adds so much to the event. Kids sure, yeah. love it. Kids love it too. Yeah. It's an opportunity for you to get to see those riders that are in the main, because if you just call the names out, sometimes you don't know who they are. You can't. Yeah, I know. Which. I know and the announcer would introduce where they're from, blah, 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 and you get to actually see them. And a lot of pros take their helmet off and do it, which mm -hmm. it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I think we should need to bring that back. Obviously, yeah, you said, as a Supercross Hill, no go. Every small hill race, though, that should be, that should be a, a mandatory. It'd just be a logistic nightmare doing it with a Supercross Hill. Can you imagine the guys, guys do the rollout and they just decide to go around the back of the hill again? They don't go right up the front of the hill. They just go around the back. And of then the it's hill. like you go down the hill. It's like you kind of need to jump the first jump. But it's just, it was just one of those things. <laughs> You're wasting energy hiking back up. You need to break. And all, I know yeah. all the pros are just all of a sudden climbing the railings on the side of the hill, coming back up. And it just doesn't work. It'd be a logistic nightmare. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah cool i, I enjoyed I watching that. i enjoyed watching the grants enjoyed recapping um yeah hope everyone enjoyed the grants it was a good show absolutely fantastic show so uh thanks to thanks to progate europe winning starts with the great gate all those champions that won the races a pro vet pro double a women pro they all had great gates guys so you guys need to go get yourself progate europe get a great gate like them so you can be the next future pro and then uh listen and let us know who you agree with minor james's opinion on the on the elise felicia first turn it's a good thing we're not doing this late in the evening because I got my heart rate up and I need to settle it back down. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when we disagree on stuff. I like it, except for the fact that you're wrong, but like, <laughs> <laughs> except for the fact that you're a liar. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I don't I know where this liar accusations come from. I get really, I get really in the moment. I can't really think about what I'm saying. Shit just comes out of my mouth. And I'm really, I gotta stop. But you know, I need to slow down. This is why, this is why I was bad at testing because I get excited in the moment. I just start rushing. You just disagree. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, until next week. Thanks for listening, guys. And don't don't forget yeah. snap on green. Huge. Make sure you remember Snap on Green Kids, really important. We're going out tonight to kick out every light, take anything we want.
yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>